Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 41. I am your host, Brittany Crossan. What's up, you guys? I'm so happy to be here. If you've been here before and you're back again, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. If you're new to the show, well, Welcome to the party. All right, we're going to have some fun as usual. We're going to talk about some really cool stuff as usual. It's a great episode as usual with a great guest as usual. First of all, quick check in. How are you? How's it going? This wild ride called 2020 is. Um, is still it's still happening. <laughs> August, we got a ways to go before the end of the year. So I just like to kind of check in with you guys every once in a while. I hope you're doing okay. I hope that you are well. I hope that you are healthy. I hope that you're as happy as you possibly can be. I hope that you're taking this time to just do your best, right? Whatever your best is. Um, I know, I know a lot of you guys have had struggles in your your life, obviously, your just your life in general, your personal life, but also in in work. I mean, this is a tricky time for businesses, um, but there's there's so so much opportunity out there still. And I know, I know, if you're having a crap day, you're like, shut the hell up, Brittany. I don't want to hear about opportunity, <laughs> but it's true, okay? And. And sometimes it takes a pivot. Sometimes it, it it takes thinking outside the box. Sometimes it takes, you know, opening up your mind or even opening up your heart. You know, it just just really try to be open to new ideas and opportunities, especially in times like this. You just never know. You never know what can happen. Good things can always happen. I believe that. Also, I wanted to do an iTunes review shout out. I got a really, really sweet review from Sarah on um, on the iTunes reviews. Okay, so if you listen to the show on iTunes or on an Apple device, then you can leave a review on iTunes. I would love it if you would do that. I am on a roll. I got all five-star reviews. I love a five-star review. Um, let me read Sarah's to you guys, okay? It says, It's an honest, tough love approach. Ooh, I like that, Sarah. She says, I love Brittany's Social Sunshine podcast. As someone who is working toward building a brand, I find her to be incredibly helpful and honest about the process. Be authentic to you is one of the things she preaches. And guess what? She's right. Thank you, Brittany, for being an upbeat light here without being annoying. (laughs) Wink, wink. Well, you're welcome, Sarah. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure if we look hard enough, we can find someone that I annoy. But um, but I appreciate you, Sarah. You guys, I actually know Sarah's Instagram handle, so I want you guys to go and find her. It is at mama under underscore k underscore fitness. Goodness gracious. Okay, at mama like m a m a underscore k underscore fitness, Sarah Kramer. She is a coach. So go check her out and tell her that, that you heard, you heard her review on, on the social sunshine podcast. Thanks for that. And I really appreciate any, any reviews you guys leave. Thank you so much. The next order of business before we get to my really cool guest, uh, Brandon Cockrell is, um, I want to give you guys three tips for creating quality stories. Okay, so if you um, if you don't know what I mean by stories, I'm talking about a feature that is on Instagram and that is also on Facebook where you can create what they call stories, and it's a way to post um, shorter videos. Um, like on 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 Instagram, the stories uh, limit for a video is 15 seconds, and on Facebook, I think it's 26 seconds, which I appreciate that, Facebook. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's hard to squeeze in a bunch in 15 seconds. <laughs> but anyway, um, there's a limit on, on videos. It could also be a photo. It doesn't have to be a video. There's cool little features. And, and really, it's just a really fun, quick way to share more things with your audience so that they can watch your stories kind of quickly throughout the day and learn more about you and your life and what you do or whatever you want to share. So 
Anyway, here's my three tips for creating quality stories. I could give you 300 tips if we had enough time, but I just wanted to give you three solid ones right now because this is something that I know a lot of people are really wanting to improve upon because I've been, I've been hearing what you guys have been saying. So the first tip for creating quality stories is, and this, this might annoy you, but transcribe, transcribe the video. Here's what I mean. If you are um, recording a selfie video where, you know, the camera's on your face and you're talking to the camera and you're going to post that in your stories, that's extremely common, by the way, for stories. And I think it's great. It's great for people to see your face. It's great for them to see you talking, you know, directly to them. They get to know you better. They learn from you, all these things, right? If you do that, I highly recommend that you transcribe your own words. So what that means is that say you do it in 15 seconds, which good luck. I mean, I mean I'm long-winded, so maybe that's why I have a podcast so that I can talk for a living. But um <laughs> talk into the camera, record your thing for 15 seconds, and then when it plays back, listen to what you said and as you're listening, type in the little text option, type in what you say as if you are like creating your own like closed caption service. You see what I'm saying? Um, and it, it can, I know it can be, it, well, it is more time consuming. And I know you might be like, oh my God, I don't want to screw with that. But let me tell you why. First of all, you're, you probably have noticed if you're on social media enough that a lot of times videos are transcribed these, these days. It's very, very common. And there's apps and whatnot that can do that for you. Like in a longer video, you know, if you wanted to create a longer video somewhere. But anyway, the whole deal is that, one, someone can read what you're saying if they can't listen. So like, for example, I have someone in my audience and she says, thank you so much for transcribing your stories because if I'm like feeding my baby, I don't want to be playing videos loud and listening to the audio of them to wake her up, you know? And I thought, God, that's so true. So many people need to keep the volume down for different reasons. But if you have transcribed your words, then they're going to be able to read it and they're not going to just go past it. You know, they're still going to be able to take in what you said. Another reason why you want to transcribe your videos is because it greatly increases the odds of someone actually staying and watching because your eyes tend to, to gravitate toward those words, right? We've all done it. And so you're reading the words and you're watching their facial expressions. Even if you're listening to the sound, you're kind of taking it all in with different senses and it really, really increases the odds of them sticking around and actually watching and then being more engaged in what you're saying. So I definitely recommend for your stories, transcribe, transcribe. Okay. Um, my second tip for creating quality stories today is use music, use music. Okay. Now I know, um, there might still be a small percentage of you guys out there that don't have the music feature in stories yet, which is such a bummer. Like, come on Instagram, let's get it together. Um, but for most of you, you probably have it. So you know, if you watch my stories, for example, on Instagram and on Facebook, actually at Brittany Crossan, you'll notice that I like to post um, my workouts uh, in my stories just about every day. And I will just put a little video collage together and I'll put it to music because it's more fun. So if you see, okay, here she is. Oh, she's doing her workout. She's doing this. She's doing that. And I've got like, you know, some Snoop Dogg playing in the background. <laughs> it's much more enjoyable to watch and it really gets them in the mood that you're in and really kind of pumped up and whatever, you know, whatever's going on in your video. So use music when you can for sure. Okay, and then my number three tip for creating quality stories today is how many times to post in your stories, okay? Um, if you are really being proactive about your social media marketing, then you should be posting in your stories every day. Stories disappear after 24 hours, and you're, you're should always be active. If you are truly trying to be proactive, then you should be posting in your stories every day. But here's the deal. If you post too much, then you're going to decrease the odds of people watching <laughs> because it's a lot. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but like at the top of the screen, if you have kind of an average number of stories, it'll be like kind of long dashes showing that you're getting closer to the next story as you're watching, you know? But then when somebody has like a crap load of stories in one 24-hour time period, it, those dashes turn to dots. And, and somebody can see that and be very intimidated like, oh, crap. If I want to watch her stories, 
it looks like I'm going to be watching forever because she has like 60 of them, right? (laughs) I don't even know. I don't remember what the limit is. There is a limit. Um, So here's my recommendation. You should post if you're trying, again, you're trying to be proactive. That's why you're listening to this show. You're trying to amp shit up online. You should be posting your stories at least five times a day. And I would max out at about 20. I know that's going to vary. Okay, maybe you go on a vacation and you only post once or twice in a day, day to your story. Whatever, that's fine. I know there's always exceptions. But for the most part, five times a day is great. No more time, more, no more than 20. I feel like 10, 10-ish is a really good solid number for most business owners. All right, you guys, I hope those three tips for creating uh, quality stories were helpful to you. If you have not been using your stories um, consistently, then you should be, and you can get really creative and fun with that and and really use it as an excuse to connect even deeper with your um, audience. I feel like the people that not only look at your content, but they also watch your stories, like those are like the insider group. You know what I'm saying? Like those are your kind of like inside circle people and you can see who has viewed your stories. So if you start noticing there's people that are watching your stories just about every time you post them, those people are the ones that are caring about what you say. They're your inside circle and that's where they're going to really, really, really connect with you. All right, you guys, that's it for that. Um, Let's move on to my interview. It's coming up next with Brandon Cockrell. So I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So that's where Canva comes in because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro starts at only $9.95 a month, which is actually a steal, but you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. That's socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. I hope you love it. Because I'm very much, I love just to provide as much value and dump and I don't want to hold on to anything. I want people to get actionable items. Like if they're investing time listening to me, I want them to be able to take something away. After more than a decade of working in sales and marketing for large corporations, today's guest started Lynchpin Sales Interactive four years ago with the sole purpose of helping businesses and e-commerce brands turn their marketing and advertising into profits. Not only does he run one of the only true performance-based digital ad agencies in the world, but he's also a golfer and a father of two. And you guys, he has quite possibly one of the best business mottos I've ever heard, which is, you should do business with us because we actually give a shit about your success and aim to prove it. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Brandon Cockrell. <laughs> hey, thank you for that intro. That was awesome. You're welcome, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm so happy you're here. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm excited to be here as well. I just love well, the energy. I love the energy. Like it's getting me excited. Oh, good. So. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, we, like I told you before we started, we like to have fun here. So just relax and have a good time. I'm happy you're here. I value your time. I, I, I appreciate it. So um, let's let's dive in. So tell everybody about you and, and what you do at Lynchpin and, and how it all works. So just in case somebody's not familiar with what an agency like yours does. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, it's it's changed a lot over the years, but um, you know, right now, we we to to simply put it, I mean, we help uh, really e-commerce brands mostly. I would say ninety percent of our client base is uh, e-commerce brands that are either they have a brick and mortar um, physical location and they're looking to go online and start opening up and finding customers online to be able to purchase online uh, because that's just the, the direction the, the future seems to be headed whenever it comes to, to commerce. But um, for the most part, we help them not only with setting up their store if they're just starting off or maybe they have been running ads online, they've been selling on um uh, Amazon, and they're looking to start generating and getting their own traffic, creating their own store, um, because they're looking to grow and scale. And it, it's not as easy as, as some may think, because 
digital was completely different than in person. Um, a lot of the same principles apply. You still have to build that trust and that credibility. Um, but being able to attract the right customer, build up your audiences, get the right people to your store, and then most importantly, get them to convert profitably you know, is, um, is, is hard. So we work with, like I said, clients that are just starting off. Maybe they don't even have a store and they need our help uh, creating that, that website and that, that store. So it's set up to convert at the highest levels. And then we start implementing ads, mostly through the, the major social media platforms and even Google, uh, YouTube, um, but mostly Facebook and Instagram is where a lot of that opportunity is. And we um, set up ads that are going out finding their audience wherever they're and within the target markets that we're looking to, to get within. And then we work to, to scale that um, and continue growing month after month after month. So, um, you know, simply put, we help them sell their stuff online, right. <laughs> you know, right. and, uh, and do it profitably and, and obviously help them grow. Okay. Yeah. And like you said, it's like easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody well, thinks is. like, I'm yeah. going to start an online t-shirt shop and it's going to be amazing. It's and, and I mean, yeah, I mean, cause I've, I've been there just, that's a, that's a whole other story, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've put forth those sorts of efforts on my own and yeah. it's, it's tough, right? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard building a, a brand online. And that's, um, one of the biggest, I, I think, uh, mistakes people make is they hop in and they, whether they're trying to drop ship or they've got a product that they're looking just to push out to the marketplace. Well, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago, that was probably fine. And you could see some success just by putting that up because um, most people just thought that if you had a website and you're able to market on these platforms that you were um, legit and you, you know, you had had a, been around for a while and there were some regulations in place and, and over time as, you know, they started having bad experiences through different type of purchases online, or maybe they lost a lot of money or their products that, that they ordered didn't come in or the quality wasn't what they were expecting over time. And over the last five, six, seven years, I mean, people have really become very cautious about making that first purchase. Yes. And one thing that, you know, we talk about all the time, what, what Amazon has done, and, and you could throw like eBay and Etsy and all of that in there, they, they have made the consumer comfortable with buying online. Um, so, you know, that is the, the uh, easiest point of entry sometimes is going and selling through Amazon or going and selling through that because people trust Amazon. They trust that name. They trust right. that brand. Well, once you're starting to try to do it on your own and they're coming to your own store and you don't have the right things in place to quickly build that trust, quickly build that credibility, um, you don't have social proof is what we refer to it as uh, with reviews and testimonials and user generated content. People are not just going to pull out their credit card. And, yeah. and buy because they don't trust you yet. Um, and trust can come in a lot of different ways, obviously. And we probably don't have time during this podcast to go through each one of those. <laughs> but, you know, the the best way to get started is, is um, building trust and credibility through frequency. And that's where these platforms like social media platforms and, and Google, YouTube, all of these um, platforms where people's attention is, they make it very, very cost efficient to not only get in front of them and grab their attention the first time when they have no clue you exist, but having to be the ability to continue to stay in front of them until they are ready to buy um, and do it very cost efficiently. So, you know, it's um, it's a fun business. It's it, like I said, it's it, there's a lot more obviously behind the scenes and in the weeds of everything, but it, it's fun. We're extremely passionate about it. We we love partnering with our clients and watching them grow because uh, you know we help them kind of change the course of of their business. So it's fun. Okay. Okay. Cool. So okay, two questions for you. Hang on. Yep. So one. Um, what about, okay, you mentioned building that trust because unfortunately um, you can't trust everything you see online. <laughs> That's yeah. a, an understatement of the year. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, um, you know, we've all, we've all seen these. Um, I know I've seen them kind of like, I'm snooping in the comments because I see like, like an ad on Facebook, say for like some sort of amazing product. I know there was some, 
I forget, some Father's Day thing recently. Anyway, and there'll be like some hate comments, like I ordered from these people and they never sent it. And da, da, da. So do you have any opinions on that sort of thing? We see these ads, <clears throat> you know, all over the place. We all see it. And is it just, I mean, I know you try to help your, your clients build the trust, but I mean, what, is there anything people should watch out for or red flags? I mean, is there any way to protect yourself whenever you just want to order from these random ads that you see? <laughs> Yeah. I know this is a, kind of an off-topic question. <laughs> and and mainly what you're what you're referring to is like the comments underneath the ad. Yeah, and maybe and you, right. And you see, like, and it's like, yeah. uh oh, wait a minute, are these people legit? I don't know. Like, how can you even tell? Yeah. So you know the. It, yeah, the you want people obviously whenever you're running ads, especially on Facebook or Instagram. Um, you want people commenting and interacting and engaging because that's going to help the performance of the ad. Yes. Um, right. You want people liking, you want people sharing. Now that doesn't come overnight and it certainly can also lend itself to the other side, which some of those comments or whatever may not be very nice. And, right. you know, there, there are going to be the, the comments that are just out of left field. There's no, there's no credibility to it. There's no, you know, it's just a hateful comment or whatever it may be. And typically a lot of those, if there's just nothing behind it, hide it, ban them, whatever you feel is, is necessary sometimes. I mean, you can definitely leave it up there, but I would address it if you're going to leave it up there. Good, bad, and different, especially if it's something that, you know, if, if it is some, look, every business is never going to be perfect. You know, it's just not. We're all going to have these issues. You're marketing online. It gives a megaphone to people to be able to quickly just leave a comment and it could be a negative comment. Right. Like they can say, oh, well, I got uh, I ordered something here. It didn't come in on time or it came in in time. It was broken. Um, it was a disaster. Blah, 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 blah. Well, just be genuine in your response, because a lot of times those turn into the best opportunities. Right. Um, and I not only have I seen that firsthand with my business, because, you know, as you continue to grow and as you continue, you're going to have growing pains with with as a business owner or as a business stuff's going to happen that somebody may not like or somebody may not agree with or that um, something, you know, the, the product didn't show up the way it was. Or uh, if you've got a sales process like we do, maybe somebody didn't, they missed a phone call that you had scheduled um, with them, whatever it may be. But being able to take that comment and genuinely care about it and care about the other person on the other side, um, you know, for you know, just to give you a quick example, we the way that I have built my business is what we do for other businesses now. Like I built my business and 90% of our business comes from running ads online. And um, that is really what has enabled us to, to grow and scale and continue having the success that we've had. Um, but along those ways, yeah, we had some growing pains, especially whenever it came to the biz dev side of stuff where people would schedule a call to, to talk about our services. Um, and I, was, I remember it was the very first review that we had gotten that was negative and I get, you get alerted, right? And it was, it was the person that was on the other end didn't feel like, they got what they were expecting with that call. They thought it was more of a strategy call as opposed to more of a discovery call. So look, nobody's wrong, nobody's right in that scenario. One person felt one way, they didn't think they got it. So they left a review saying, I don't know why they have good reviews, all this. And immediately whenever that happened, I didn't blame BizDev, I didn't blame anybody. I didn't, because it's just, it's just it happens. I picked up the phone and called that person that left that review wow. right within 10 minutes of doing that um, and picked it up, called her, said, look, I understand. I'm sorry. Here's what we're dealing with right now. Here's what's going on. It was not intentional, but I do understand where you're coming from and that we will look at making some corrections whenever we are telling people what to expect. Nice. Because I can see where she's coming from. And I said, and also, too, I want to hop on a screen share with you to walk through your business together completely free so that we can get through and, and help you with that strategy. So she was like, OK, that's great. Get on that screen share. Anyway, 
for a result of that screen share, she ended up becoming a good client and a very good one. Good. It actually reversed the the review and all that. And it just simply stated from, if that is the case, you cannot avoid that. But if there's authenticity behind it, just hit it head on. A lot of times people are going to see those comments, see that you took the time to respond immediately back to them in a genuine way, trying to correct it the best you can. Sometimes you can't, but just the attention yeah. is going to go further a lot of ways than having a bunch of good comments. So just think about ways that you can turn those into opportunities because they can become really good opportunities. Um, and I've yeah. got a lot of those scenarios, but, uh, but yeah, I would say just, just hit them head on. I mean, they're going to happen. Right. Yeah. That's good. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, very smart. That's so cool that she ended up being a great client too. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something, um, I wanted to bring up a little bit more. You mentioned user generated content and it's funny that you mentioned that specific thing because, um, well, everybody like, like, he, like Brandon was saying, like a, just in case you don't know, an example of that would be a review, you know, like the user created it. It's content that came from the user. Okay. Just in case you guys didn't know, but, um, but yeah, I just, I was doing actually a training a day or two ago on like social media stuff. And I was talking about that. And it's funny how not every business owner, like you just have so much things to think about, obviously, especially when you're a really small business, you're doing a lot of different things that it can escape your, escape your mind. Like, you know, these things exist. And that's what several of my uh, students had said. They're like, oh crap, I totally forgot about doing that. So I would love to hear like your opinion on that. I mean, I feel like the user-generated content is extremely powerful and it gives you oh, some yeah. credibility, right? As a business, like if somebody says, yes, I bought their thing or their service and it was great, that's so powerful, the strongest form of uh, advertising, marketing, and getting up to speed as fast as possible um, is user-generated content. Whenever people can see other people telling your story for you and and actually using your product or wearing the product or or maybe they've used your service and they're just coming out wanting to express that experience, that, in my opinion, trumps every everything else as far as like being able to not only capitalize but even even having people that are just taking time out of their life to share their story about what you did for them um really goes a long way whenever you're getting in front of brand new people and they're not seeing you or somebody from your team or something that's like produced and this production of a thing. No, they're seeing a real person sit there and holding your product or talking about your service and what it exactly did for them. Um, yeah, that that is something I think it is probably the most underutilized whenever it comes to online. Um uh, thing out of everything. And yet it's, it's probably the most important, but this whole digital thing and, and e-commerce and building audiences and followers and building customers that are loyal. I mean, it's, it's still so new to the market. Yeah, And I think yeah. we, we don't put enough emphasis on that is that uh, a lot of people still don't, they're not, they don't, they don't know what's capable. They don't know what's out there. Um, and they're just sitting there trying to think about step one while we're in it every day. And it's like, man, you, you gotta be doing all of this stuff. Um, <laughs> and you gotta be capable of doing it, but yeah, user generated content. I mean, is by far the strongest form, especially whenever you're starting to run ads, um, is the strongest form of marketing advertising in my right. opinion. Okay. I thought you'd say that. I agree. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's a big deal. And it's also, you know, I also find that anytime I've had that experience for myself, the, like on this side of it is somebody, um, that I helped that I worked with that bought from me, like it also kind of helps form like a little bit more of a bond, right? Like it, it builds your community more like your little group of people that work with you and stuff. It just feels good. I mean, it's, I think it's good for morale too. Absolutely. And that's another thing that you're going to see talking and it kind of, um, piggybacks onto the review or the comment or the bad comments, you know, the, the people that are your followers and engaging with you, the algorithms are going to put your stuff in front of them at some point, especially if you're putting some money behind it. So they're going to see that ad. And if they see 
uh, somebody trashing you or there's no substance to it, or maybe it was they, they have a legitimate concern or issue, you're going to see those customers and clients come into your defense, which is, once again, 10 times stronger than anything else that you can do on your own. And they back you up because they they appreciate what you have done for them and they're going to stand behind you during your your journey as well. So that's whenever things really get cool and you, what you were talking about, that community. And, um, you know, whenever you start seeing clients leaving comments on your ads or, or on your post and they're just talking about, you know, sometimes you didn't even know that you had that impact on them. But right. yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. That's, I, I love that we talked about that because that's going to be such a good reminder for so many people to, to use that user-generated content. Um, okay, so this is just kind of like a, a general um, digital advertising question that I feel like there's no way I'm the only person that's wondering about this. And I'm hoping that you have a little insight or maybe just your opinion. But so everybody talks about our phones listening to us. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then we see these ads or, um, you know, you are actually on your phone on a certain website, of course, and then you go to Facebook and then you see the ad for the, for the website you were on and all that. So is that a part of, um, is that, do y'all ever experience that? Like, is that a part of your process? Is it a complicated, like, we're not imagining this, right? Like it's actually a strategic effort in advertising, correct? Yeah. So <laughs> look, um, the whole, I mean, it's cool. I'm not yeah. offended by it, but yeah, the, the, so look, the whole listening to you and all that, like, yeah, that's been one of those <laughs> like, um, things that have been out there for years upon years upon years. And, yeah. um, who, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't have a definite answer for you one way or the other. I don't think that that's the case, but I never want to go all in. And because I, I don't, <laughs> right, I don't know. Right, right. I don't think that anybody's listening to what I will tell you though, is that um, there's a couple different reasons. I think that that, that happens. One is the data points, the algorithms, the AI technology that's behind these platforms and able to put things together so fast and there's a lot of stuff that you're doing subconsciously, I think, um, that you don't realize uh, you're doing. And that may be, hey, uh, I just thought about I, I may want to go get my nails done. So you quickly look up nail salons near me. You hop off because you got sidetracked. Right. Well, right. the these these platforms are, are picking up on these data points. And obviously, if you hit a website that had pixels on it. Um, which is what essentially Facebook and Instagram use and, and Google and YouTube use uh, different, something different, but it's all a snippet of code that puts on these websites. Um, it picks up that you had been there. And so at that point, if that company is running retargeting ads, the next time you get on Facebook, the next time you get on Instagram, you're they're going to be able to serve you an ad. And Facebook is automatically going to serve you that ad because obviously you showed interest. And the whole goal is to continue staying in front of them. Um, so some a lot of it is done by design. A lot of it is just the technology within it whenever you know how to really run these ads and um, know how to direct where you want the algorithms to put your ads, so to speak. So it, it picks up on a lot of that and there's a lot that's going on. And quite honestly, too, there's a good chance because you, you've probably, you may have even seen that ad before, but yeah. because you weren't looking for it, it, you just scrolled on by it. It didn't resonate with you. Now, all of a sudden, because you thought about it, you see the ad and you're like, oh my gosh, they're watching me. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. But they're pulling things, you know, if you're walking like geo targeting and geo marketing and all of that, if you're, I've seen it um, big time where uh, I was, I may have gone and had coffee with somebody. I remember one time something similar happening where uh, it was a software called Zero. I was meeting with my CPA at the time. Um, I never heard of Zero before. Z or X E R O. It's a, it's like a uh, finance software or whatever. But um, anyway, he was telling me about how he uses it and all of that. Well, I was sitting at the table with him for like an hour and a half. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure that the day points probably picked up that I was in close proximity. <laughs> um, and just based off of my habits in the past, it 
within 24 hours, I got served a zero ad. I I did not go to their website. I know that. But there's a lot of different things that it picks up on because the ultimate goal is for all of these platforms is it wants to put the most relevant things in front of people in order to keep them happy and keep them engaged and keep them on the platform. Right. So it's pulling every bit of information um, and it does that through a lot of different different ways. Um, but yeah, the, the big, there's always going to be the myth of, are they listening? Or are they not? <laughs> right. um, so, you know, and I, I would never try to answer that one 100% <laughs> because I don't work for Facebook or any of these companies, but um, I don't think that's the case, but who, who knows? Right. Who knows? <laughs> well, that's cool though. That was cool to hear some insight on that because um, just being in the world that you work in, you know, you probably see a lot of that. And it's, um, it's interesting for people to hear how that how that works and how powerful it can be. I mean, really, it's a it, it can be a big advantage to your business if it's applicable, if it helps, you know, with your ads and stuff. Um, okay, so let's get into, before we go, I just would love for you to speak to someone who is um, maybe just starting um, to try to sell online um, or they've been trying <laughs> unsuccessfully yeah. and maybe they're not ready to hire Lynchpin yet and they're yep. trying to figure some things out. I mean, is there, are there any, you know, top tips you can give to somebody they're, they want to sell their stuff online and it's just like we said before, easier said than done. Are there things that they should avoid, things they should really and truly try? What do you think? Yeah. Well, I think a, a large portion, first and foremost, when you're starting out is setting the proper expectations. That is going to be the the number one thing uh, because you can have a lot of success and you probably know this as well. You can have a lot of success really on any budget as long as you have the right strategy and the right expectations. Yeah, you can you can do whatever you want. However, what I see happening all too often is that people are expecting the same outcome. Uh, for somebody that's been around for 5, 10, 15 years, yeah. they're spending thousands of dollars in ad spend, but they see an ad or somebody, you know, showcasing a case study where they spent, you know, 20 bucks and made 20 grand out of it. And they're expecting that same type of a, a return. And it's just not that that way. Um, it's, it's not easy, um, obviously, but when you're first starting off and there's a lot that you can do early on to start building the foundational pieces and start growing um, effectively, but doing it on a budget so that you're not just going and throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall, you know? And the first thing that you really have to consider when you're starting, if you're looking to sell a product online um, or a program online is you really have to dive in and understand, first of all, why? Why is somebody going to buy this product from me? And I see this a lot in the apparel space and all of that is people, especially during, you know, there's people that will try to get the drop shipping and all that where they're reselling um, products from all over the world and they just run ads and they put it up on a website and it's like, you know, whenever somebody goes to that website and they've never bought from it before, they've never been there, they don't see any type of credibility because you're just brand new. The first thing they're going to do is they're going to they're going to see the ad. It may be for a shirt that caught their attention. Well, okay, so you caught their attention. They realize that they like that shirt. That's what you did is you created that awareness that they like that shirt or whatever it may be. They go to your website, they look at it. Then they start looking around trying to find reasons why they should purchase from this website, which is where that trust and credibility and user generated, all that comes into play to help with that. But what they're going to do is then they're going to say, well, I don't know if I really trust this brand, but I want to see if there's any other shirts like this out in the marketplace. So then they go Google it. What happens then is Amazon and all these other companies start popping up. Well, they're going to go buy from Amazon because they trust Amazon. And they're going to go buy that shirt. So basically, you spent money for somebody else to benefit from it, right? Wow, that's a good point. Wow. And so, and so, before you even start, like you've got to to really say, okay, one, if you purchase and you're a consumer online, like think about your own journey. If you see an ad online, everybody's had it. You've gone to a website and 
you're looking on the website and you're like, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I've done that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you're like, "Ah, I don't know. I'll I'll look at it. I'll look into it later. And either you just get sidetracked and all that. One way to combat that is to set up retargeting ads, like what I mentioned. So uh, because the more the next time somebody goes on Facebook after seeing your ad or going to your website, next time they go on Instagram, maybe they're playing a game uh, on their phone or in an app and they see an ad for your brand, the more people see your brand, the more trusting it becomes to them and the more credible it becomes to them. So retargeting is key, but you also got to think of, okay, how can I get people to leave me legitimate reviews? How can I get people in the door just to start? And that may be, I've got to do it from a grassroots level. Maybe it's, you know, I've got to go out and find people to, to go and actually purchase from my store and then work hard to get um, their review or their testimonial in return, um, before I start spending that money. So it really comes down to, if you're looking to start getting online, think about how can I build trust and credibility first? How can I, how can I leverage that? Because, um, a lot of times if you just go in, you put up a website, you start driving traffic to it and, you don't have things set up right on your website. There's a lot, there's stuff that's holding them back um, from actually buying. One, you're just wasting a lot of money. Um, right. But also, too, I mean it. It could um, it could cause it could cause you to to give up before you even gave it a realistic shot. Um, so it's really about how do I build something that whenever people come they know that I'm legit. And for the, somebody who doesn't have customers yet, the one thing that can make a big difference, and some people can be uncomfortable with it, but if you really want to make it happen, you're committed to it, you need to shoot just a video, even if it's with your iPhone, if it's with a GoPro, take out the video, put it up on a tripod, and just tell your story. Yes. Tell people in that video, tell them why you started the business. It could be, I lost my job because of the the pandemic that's happening. I have to now transition online. This is why I started it. Here's what I want my customers to get out of it. Here's, you know, why you should, you know, really consider buying this from me as opposed to somebody else, because I vet everything. I stand behind everything, everything that you're getting. You can contact me directly. And if you just put that on the front page of your site, you put it all over your social, all that, that alone, a lot of times is going to be enough for a lot of people to build trust between you and uh, them is because they're seeing the person behind the brand. They're building a bit of a relationship and they feel like because you're right there talking into the camera, they can feel and sense that that's trustworthy. There's somebody there. There's somebody I can actually talk to that will help you start seeing a lot faster results. Um, so I would recommend doing that if you don't have, uh, customers to, to be able to help tell that story for you initially. Yes. Yes. I'll give that a round of applause to those of you that have been listening to me for a long time. You've heard me say shit like that a bunch. (laughs) I'm all about, you know, it's and you're right. It's so powerful. And, and I know it's nerve wracking for some people to be on camera, but once, if you can make that connection between you and a potential customer and they see, Oh, look, it's an actual human being that's helping me. It's the, it's one of the most valuable things ever. I mean, for sure. And, and really quickly, and I don't want to take up the time, no, you're good. Time, Go ahead. But, but um, really, whenever I first started this business, I was in corporate world for 12, uh, almost 13 years in sales and marketing, worked for large corporations, quit just one day. I was like, I'm done um, and quit, started this business. Right. And I pivoted over time. Initially, it was going to be a part time sales management gig while I was helping small businesses close more deals with their reps. Well, over time, I realized that uh, that wasn't a lot of the issue. The issue was getting more quality people in the door. So I started looking at the opportunities. Well, before I could go out there and sell it to other people and like get them bought in, I had to prove to myself that this stuff worked. Yeah, And I knew that if I wanted to grow my business, and I was a one-man shop whenever I was first starting off, I knew that if I wanted to grow my business sustainably and be able to scale, 
I could not rely on cold calling. I could not rely on networking. I could not rely solely on generating referrals. They're inconsistent. They're unpredictable. And quite honestly, I was going, I, I didn't like it already. I hated doing all that stuff, to be quite honest. But uh, I knew it was necessary, but I knew in a year and a half, I was going to be so done and burnt out that I just couldn't, I wasn't going to be able to continue anyway. So I started off just doing the same stuff that I tell people to do now. Now we do focus a lot with e-commerce brands, but I have a passion for professionals, individual professionals, uh, owner-operated businesses um, that are just looking to continue to grow and find better ways to do it. Um, So, you know, now I do a lot of consulting and coaching whenever it comes to that, but uh, just kind of as a side uh, part of the business. Um, But that is how I started. Like I started with having to get used to getting in front of the the camera on my phone (laughs) and just doing it by myself. And that is hard. Like whenever I first started, I was doing probably 50 different takes yes. because I would, I would rewatch it and I'd be like, oh, that's crap or I'm stumbling and all that. <laughs> and look, you're, you're, that is going to happen, but it gets easier. It gets easier. It gets easier. The one thing that I recommend to people early on, because it is that important, whenever you can create a video, you can go live and you can expand because that's really what these platforms allow us to do is get our message out in front of the right people at the right time, but do it at scale. Like we're able to do it at a massive level now, whereas in the past, the only way to get in front of people like this is to run a a workshop or to talk on stage in front of a group of people that may be like-minded. Now you can do it through all these different platforms. So now it's just about how do we get you out in front of uh, these people? Um, And so I always recommend get a partner and you may have something like this as well. It could be uh, a friend, it could be a colleague, could be you if they're your clients that you're working with, just get a partner, shoot, go, go do it, just start, just shoot a video. And this is one thing that I recommend to help give a blueprint is Write down the most five, the most commonly asked questions you get, the five to 10 most commonly asked questions you get. Write down five to 10 questions people should be asking when looking for your product or service or program. Um, what should they be asking about before, it, let's say if you're a real estate agent, what should they be asking about their real estate agent? Make sure they're the right real estate agent so that you can start getting their mind thinking the way that you want them to think, right? Like this is what you should, you should make sure that they know the area you're looking at. They are licensed in these things. They have these certifications, bam, 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 bam. Get people thinking about that because they don't know to think about that, but you also become that, that go-to trusted uh, authority figure just by providing value and, and helping them not make a mistake. And then really write down one or two things of really the reason why one, you do what you do, but maybe tell a, a customer or a client story, um, you know, of how you help somebody to help paint that picture. But even if you just take those three things, so you must commonly ask questions, start with that, write those down and shoot a video of you just answering that question, right? Like, Perfect. and answer that. And it could be as long or as short as you want. Just, just do it. Just get used to doing it. Now, what's going to happen is you're going to want to watch that video. You're going to <laughs> yep. go back and you're going to critique the heck out of it. Yep. And it's going, uh, you know, perfection leads to paralysis, right? So you don't do anything. You get, But if you have one person, it doesn't matter if they're in the field. It doesn't matter who it is. All you need is one person for you to be able to send that video to. They're going to look at it and they're going to see you. Like you don't see you. They see you you see some, this monster that you think has been created because you went on, on the right. camera, right? And I know it because I've done it. I've been there. But the all you need is one of them to come back and they are going to come back and say, yeah, I think it's great. And you're going to be like, but I stuttered like five times. And I said, I didn't really yeah. notice that. Yeah, no. exactly. And you're good. Like, no, I think it's great. I think you should definitely post that. I think people will benefit from the information you just provided. You just need that one person to say that then you go post it. And then that's whenever the big letdown happens initially, because once you post the first few and you're getting, <laughs> get it going and yeah. you realize, Oh my God, nobody's effing watching. And <laughs> yes. what the hell is this shit? What was I so worried about all this time? Nobody's even caring. I don't even care and, what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then, and then it becomes 10 times easier because then you're like, okay, I, I'll keep doing that. But it's all consistency and 
um, you know, being able to have a roadmap, like that's why we, we call it our five, five, two strategies of five frequently asked questions, five uh, questions people should be asking. And then two, like either client customer stories or, or just telling the story of why you do what you do. Um, get started with that, have a roadmap, do that over the next 30 days, post those. Um, then you can start seeing what most people are engaging with the most. And then that's what you turn into an ad. Nice. Wait, okay, wait, hang on. Let's repeat that. You said five like frequently asked questions. Yep. Five yep. questions they should be asking about. Or looking for somebody in your field or looking for somebody with a similar product or service. Okay. Yep. And then what's the two? The two. So one of the two could be you just talking about uh, take one thing that I would do is say, take your best client you've you love and you've ever had. Right. Think about everything from the second they contacted you. Think about why they contacted you and then the steps that you took to get them where they are today. Right. Okay. So that way, if you can tell that story, it's going to resonate with people that are in very similar situations and people yes. that are in very similar situations typically are going to look a lot like that best client because you're telling that story of, Hey, they were experiencing some, um, some, some financial issues. They really were going back and forth. They had their power turned on, whatever, however you want to, whatever that story was. So then they reached out to me because they found me online, which you can do as well. And you can tell them, you know, put a little, snippet of promotion in there, but then then just talk about that journey with them. So they can start painting that picture of, oh, wow, that's okay. I I do actually, I'm in that similar situation. I do need that help. That sounds great. I need somebody helping me do that. And yes, I want that result. So then they start hearing that. And then the other one of those two is just talking about your, you, like why you do what you do. If you're a real estate agent, yeah, just talk about what got you into it. And because people are going to see you talking and they're going to realize, wow, this person actually seems genuine. This person seems authentic. They seem knowledgeable. Um, and the cool thing is, is I can tell you just because this is how we grow our business and we get um, inbound. And it's it, it, it didn't happen overnight, obviously, but just building upon the foundational pieces each and every month, getting a little bit more, getting a little bit more, doing a little bit more. But it will be cool. Trust me, one day, if you stay consistent with it, if you continue doing that, people are going to start scheduling calls with you. You're going to get on those calls and they are going to talk to you about stuff that they know about you. And they talk to you as almost as if you've been talking with them for months. And that's whenever things get cool because you start realizing what you're doing is actually having an impact outside of what we can see. And that's the hardest thing for this whole digital thing is like people just, they don't think anything's happening. All in the meanwhile, 24 seven, this stuff is just going off. People are watching it. People are engaging with it. And it's just going to take time. Like it just takes time to build up that audience. But once you do, your your business will change. And I cannot stress that enough. So everything you're telling people to do is spot on. And everything that we tell and all that is start with this, start going, start putting it out there. It's going to take time. But once you get to a certain point, you see a little bit, then it's okay, let's put some money behind it. Okay, now that we're putting money behind it, let's start building out some some other areas that we can start generating more opportunities. And you start scaling incrementally. So you're basing it off of, you know, an investment that you know you're going to make money out of. You know, and not something where it's just, hey, I'm going to throw a bunch of money at a billboard and we'll see what happens over the next 12 months. No, I mean, it's (laughs) where you're building each and every month, but it all starts with the content you were talking about and getting yourself out there. Um, Because person to person, obviously, is always going to be the best way until robots take over. Uh, Hopefully that never happens. But person to person (laughs) is by far and always will be the best way to sell and and get that trust credibility built video is that far behind. I don't know how many people I think I know and influencers that I follow, people that I work with all over the world. I've never once met them in person, but I trust them with my life. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. And if that, you know, if you just start thinking about that, like people that you watch online and you follow, what are they doing? They're just making videos and and telling you cool stuff. You feel like you know them. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. it's the same type of thing. People overcomplicate it. And it's just like, no, nah, I mean, just. Oh my God. You said so much good stuff right there. Thank you. Five, five, two. I like that. You guys, I hope y'all were taking notes. If not, rewind and listen again. Um, (laughs) That's really, really helpful. Thank you. Um, Right. You're right. You've got to build that foundation. It's hard whenever you're excited and you're trying to hurry up and get all these fast results. But if you can just calm down and build the solid foundation get the trust and all that, then they could actually get to a point where they might want to go and hire you, uh, for example, and, and, and amp things up. But you have to start at that core first, no matter who you are, no matter how big or small you are. Right. And if you do it consistently and all, you're going to see results. Yeah. You know, like, and that's the thing too, is like, um, a lot of people get discouraged whenever they see those first results. Like, let's say they're a service provider and they're looking for more inbound opportunities. People are going to, the the first things that you start seeing coming in, they may not be the quality that you're looking for. They may not be that exact buyer you're looking for. So people, all of a sudden, they, they get discouraged by that. And they're like, it's not working. It's just generating the wrong people. That can be corrected and it will correct over time. Right. But you have to understand that that's part of the process. The first thing you need to do, start getting in, start getting some consistent inbound opportunities coming in. Right. Once you start doing that, then, okay, now let's look at the quality. Okay, well, how can we change messaging or, or how we're talking that may be able to, or how can we help you put some ads together that are going to go out in front of that right audience so that they are more quality? There's a lot that you can do, but start with, you know, it's a, it's a baby step. Right. And each month, you just want to continue getting a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, and that's all part of it. But it all adds up to incredible just, you know, things that you I, I, I still am dumbfounded to this day sometimes, like um, what is available and what, you know, uh, we're able to do for our clients and do for our own business whenever it comes to digital and social and all this stuff. Um because, uh, like I said, the market's still new to it. So people are still realizing the opportunities. And now's the time to take advantage of it, you know? Yep. Um, so anyway, I know I rambled a lot, so I apologize. No, that's great. No, you're right. Tons of opportunity out there, you guys. Listen to that. Uh, thank you so much, Brandon. I think that's, I think that's perfect. That's a great place to stop. Um, I would love for you, though, before we go, tell everybody how they can find you. If they want to find... Uh, if you are on any sort of social platform, they want to connect with you, of course, how they could, you know, look up more information about your business as well. Absolutely. So you can go to our Facebook page. Um, we do have a YouTube channel with a ton of, of great content. Uh, so Lynchpin Sales Interactive YouTube channel, Lynchpin Sales Interactive Facebook page. You can find me personally. Um, love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Just Brandon Cockrell. Um, it's the best way I can put it on that. Uh, and then you can also, if you're looking just for more info, um, we do have some pretty good uh, automated sequences that provide, we're all about providing value. And and if we can help you without you spending a dime, then you can take that and we can just gain a fan out of it. That's all we're looking for and wanting to build the foundation of a brand that way. But you can go to lynchpincells.com um, and sign up for our email Um uh, sequence that goes out and it provides you all different types of tips to way you grow your business. Um, and then also you can go to growmystorenow.com um, and they'll have a lot of good informational stuff. If you're looking more in e-commerce, you can go to that as well. But, uh, but yeah, I would love to connect with anybody. Awesome. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, Brandon. I appreciate your time. No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an awesome, uh, awesome interview. Okay. Wasn't that a great talk with Brandon? Like I'm so into this five, five, two thing. That was really, really good. So I hope you guys take that, use that in your own business and see lots of success with it. Before we go today, you guys, I have to remind you about my membership. Enrollment is still open for Small Biz Social Society. It is a monthly membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that really want to amp shit up in their business online. You know, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be an online business, any kind of business, but you know, your online marketing, your social media. So every single month, there's social media trainings with me. We're having guest expert appearances every single month. There's lots of extra goodies like digital content that you can use and whatnot. 
online courses that you have access to that I've created myself. And there's two member spotlights every single month. So you get an actual one-on-one session with me um, whenever you're one of the, the spotlighted members that month. And it's it's just packed full of good stuff. The members in there are already making great improvements in their business. I'm hearing wonderful things. We're having a good time and we're doing some cool shit. So if you want to enroll in Small Biz Social Society, all you got to do is go to smallbizsocialsociety.com. Okay, you guys, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye.